Hey, everybody. Welcome to Quizlet, the weekly show where we interview the upcoming guests on Quizotron, which is our monthly live show where comedians battle scientists to see who knows more about science, jokes, things like that. Uh, I'm your host, Rebecca Watson, and I'm here with my co-host, Quizotron's resident comedian, Keith Lowell Jensen. Hey, Keith. Hello. How's it going? Hi. It's going great. Good. Uh, our final guest for this month is Natasha Muse. Uh, Natasha is a stand-up comedian who's working here in San Francisco and has been for the past 15 years or so, regularly appearing at clubs like Cobbs and The Punchline. And I'm very excited for this interview because for the first time in the series, I have no idea what we're about to talk about. Hello, Natasha. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on. It's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So normally the guests get to talk to Rebecca more and I just chime in every once in a while with the dumb question. Uh But since you're a comedian and not a science person, you have the misfortune of having to talk mostly to me. How are you, Natasha? (laughs) I'm good. We should have told you that before you signed up, huh? Yeah. It'd probably be different. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have been so worried about everything. (laughs) Oh yeah. Wait a minute. (laughs) You're worried about keeping up with Rebecca. (laughs) You know, I just, I'm just a nervous person in general, I think. That's my problem. Oh, how perfect for a comedian. <laughs> yeah, it's so unlikely. Do you think, yeah, is, is, is anxiety more common amongst comedians, do you think? Um, yeah, I think so, for sure, right? Does, it seems like it. We're all kind of like, I mean, that's kind of the reason we do stuff like comedy. I've heard a lot of people debating this, uh, especially as comedians suffering from depression and other things like that has, has come to light more in recent years. And yeah, I do think that maybe one of the things that attracts people to it is almost a form of like self-medicating, like sort of a, uh, art therapy kind of thing, but it's, uh, it's good for us. Yeah. Plus it's like, I think it's like a really, it's like a weird, uh, kind of a cheat to being social. Because, like, I find it hard to talk to, like, one or two or three people, but, like, talking to, like, 20 or 50 at a time, just it just seems so much easier to me. Well, plus, you have a microphone and they don't, and all the lights are on you, and they're all facing yes. you, and they've been told to be quiet, and they're drinking. I mean, it's, it is. Yeah. It's perfect if you have social anxiety. Right. I didn't mean, like, in the technical aspect of, like, it's physically easier because my voice is amplified, but that's also correct. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just meant that has more than a physical uh, quality to it because you know you you overpower them. You're, <laughs> you're louder than they are. So, yeah, but I've seen uh, I've seen people who do have the mic and are still overpowered by people in the audience just by like this weird force of will that they have. For sure. Uh, how long have you been doing stand up? It's been like ten, almost ten years, or tenish years, or fifteen, depending upon who you ask. I guess. Well, okay, I said fifteen, so let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> And where, no one's going to no fact check. No, no. Where did you start? Did you start in San Francisco? Yeah, I started in San Francisco. I actually started, I used to work at a place called Asia SF. And uh, and uh, I was a performer there. And then I kind of uh, sidestepped into being on the microphone. And then I ended up realizing I could be funny in front of people. And then I uh, moved out of the restaurant business. <laughs> Would you explain Asia SF because people outside of the San Francisco area might not know about this wonderful, fascinating place? Yeah, I don't know why I thought I would just be able to throw that out there and then <laughs> act like that we could just skim by that. I mean, I don't even uh, know what it is, and I live here, so please. Yeah, you're, it's, you're missing out. It's a restaurant, and uh, all the waitresses are uh, some 
degree of trans or, uh, you know, maybe uh, just uh, gay guys being doing a, a drag type thing. And uh, all the waitresses, you know, we're more like cocktail waitresses. And then once an hour, we get on stage and do a, a lip sync number. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's pretty... It's pretty great. And that's, uh, that's still happening? That's, I can go to that? That's, that's still happening. I think they just celebrated their 20-year anniversary of being in the city. They managed to survive Natasha leaving. Oh. They managed to, yes. Just uh, yes. To hang in there. Uh, and it was oh, so long I, ago that I left, too. So it's, it was, I think they were celebrating their 10-year anniversary when I was leaving. Because when I started doing comedy kind of full-on focusing on that. I just uh, said goodbye to the, the restaurant. And and you did the singing and dancing? Well, it wasn't, you know, it was pretend singing. And I oh, guess it in was my lip case, syncing. And- but yeah, that's it big was- now. That's, like, really in fashion because of that stupid TV show. <laughs> With the, uh, which one? There's, you know, you the-, the Drag Race one or the... Oh, no, no. Or the Jimmy the Fallon lip, the segment. Yeah, the Jimmy Fallon thing. Yeah, yeah. I watched that and it's kind of infuriating that they get to do that on national TV and I had to do it for 20 people at a time. Right. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. But, you know, it's just when you see watching famous people do things, it's just more interesting than watching regular people do things. That's true. And I haven't quite jumped over that bridge yet. Um. So you, you mentioned... You worked at the restaurant, and you mentioned yes. being trans. Uh, yeah. You are a transgender comedian. Sure. Uh, I mean, I hate to put the two together like that's a title, but but that does happen for you, yeah. It does, uh, yeah, because it's you know and, it's a it's a thing what that was makes. The rec- Go ahead. What was the recognition you got from the SF Weekly? Uh, uh, it was the f- the funniest tranny in San Francisco. Oh, congratulations! Yeah. Is that really, how they worded it? <laughs> That's actually how they worded it. I actually, when I t- I I worked that into a joke, uh, and I I changed the wording of it. Um, but yeah, that's what because it was based on a different joke I used to have that I said I was the second funniest. I don't actually know if I use the word tranny a lot, but she, she did. I don't know. It was a weird. It was a weird year in the SF Weekly. <laughs> Everybody got these strange, uh, strange awards that were borderline insults. It was very um, right. Right. Like, what do you what do you do with that? Like, it it is. It's nice, I guess, to know that you you're number one or number two, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's. Uh, but out of, of a what, field right? that's yeah, exactly. Out of a field that's so small, it kind of takes some of the glory away. Right. Right. Uh, but you know, it's fun. You know, it was like a write up in the paper, and I've used I've I've uh, told that joke more times than I can count now. The the what I've built on that little newspaper shout out. So yeah, that was I made nice. it work for me. Yes, they gave you material. Yeah, like I think Kasim Bentley got like. The the comedian that you feel least guilty about laughing about racist jokes, like that kind of a wow. Oh yeah. wow, sorry, Kasim. Yeah, yeah. As long as we're mentioning his name, anyone not familiar with Kasim should go fix that immediately. He's hilarious. Yes, he is. And can you go ahead and tell us what the what the wonderful sound in the background is? <laughs> well, there was my cat earlier, yeah, um, and then now it's my children playing having kind of impressed by how like what good mic work your cat did like she got right Right. up in there (laughs) we we can hear her perfectly (laughs) so she's oh go ahead 
No, you you go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to talk about my cat. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> she's just she's generally quiet, but she just knows the right time that she needs to be she, she needs to be vocal. Yeah, and uh, star. She's you know she 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 knows she's got good mic technique. Yeah, you know? clearly she she gets that from me somehow. Yeah, although I rarely bring her to shows. You must be so proud. <laughs> I'm so proud. Between my so cats you, uh, and my children. Go ahead. You do talk about being transgender on stage. Sure. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I should do a lot. No, I, I, I've performed <laughs> with you a lot, and I've. It, it is. It is a big part of your act. You. You're very funny. With, with or without that material, but that material is interesting, and it's a it's a fascinating subject to be able to talk about. Definitely, yeah. a, an unusual perspective. Uh, how does that work? Like you and I have worked together mostly in San Francisco, a little bit in Sacramento. How does that play out in the sticks? It's uh, it's definitely like a whole different uh, different thing. Where it's not, you know, it's so common. Not common, but people in, in the Bay Area are just kind of used to trans people, I guess. Right. Uh, so it's uh, really the difference is more of like a qu- queer audience versus a straighter audience. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, the the what am I trying to say? I'm trying. I'm trying to make this way too serious. I think is the problem. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. The straight audiences are fine, but I sometimes I feel like I'm kind of selling out my my brothers and sisters a little bit because uh, it's more like, hey, look at me. I'm I'm kind of weird, but I'm also a person. And uh, uh, that's yeah, so interesting how the the audience kind of sets the context. You could be telling the same jokes, doing the same material, but it feels differently because of who they are and how they're. Yeah, you know, and it's weird because it's from working at Asia SF, like a lot of our customers had that same thing where it was people that were coming from, you, you know, way out uh, into the Bay. So it wasn't like we didn't really get like a lot and we got a lot of tourists. So it was like a lot of people just getting a taste of this, you know, type of person or type of culture that they just weren't familiar with. So it was more, you know, it's more like, hey, look, at here's a little exposure to something that you think that you don't like or don't you know, don't agree with, but at the same time, we can connect in a way through jokes. Do yes. you feel any sense of responsibility there as kind of almost an ambassador? Uh, yeah. I, I, I try to ignore that sense of feeling. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I, I don't like being that person. It's weird because I just like, when you mention that, like, I'm a trans comedian, I like, it's definitely true. And I, sometimes I feel like I just, I just, I talk about it too much. Like I lean on it too heavily, but it's like such an interesting uh, collection of truths there that, you know, make me unique. So it's like hard right. to pass up when there's these things that set you apart. Like why not go for it? But uh, yeah, sometimes I worry that I would be really boring without that. <laughs> I think I, I kind of relate to this as a woman who, you know, went through a really male dominated industry. Um, you know, when I was doing talks for skeptics and atheists and things like that, I would often at the beginning, I would be the only woman on stage. And I would feel like I have to talk about woman stuff, because yeah. I'm the only woman. Um, but also, whatever I say, 
this audience is going to walk this mostly male audience is going to walk away thinking well that's what women think yeah <laughs> right <laughs> exactly it's yeah it's, it's it's a tough balance between you know needing feeling this need to represent you know your people and also not wanting to be the only representation and also wanting to talk about other stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like you just want to talk about regular science stuff or regular, just, just generally applied science or atheist ideas or whatnot. And you've, you've done the atheist shows with me at the punchline, but both of you have actually, but we were in the same show. Yeah. 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 What, what is the, what is that crowd like for you? How how are they? Because we've talked about sort of the the queer audience and, and maybe the more urban audience, and then getting out to more rural audience. How's the how's the skeptic crowd for you? I really like the skeptic crowd actually a lot. Um, I because in general they're a little bit smarter than the average crowd, <laughs> and uh, and they get my the the stranger jokes and and also they enjoy. I like to do wordplay and puns, and they seem to pick up on those a little bit more too. You know, um, I, I keep wanting to bring that up. You you mentioned having other material. For anyone hearing this that's not familiar with your work, yeah, it's not all trans. You're amazing with words. And I, thanks. I've walked out of the green room before because I had to stop talking to you because <laughs> I was trying to get my set ready and you're just going a mile a minute. And I'm just like, okay, Natasha, goodbye. I'm going to stand over here where I can't hear you. Yes. <laughs> What that's half the fun of doing comedy is goofing around in the green room. Yeah, what a right. weird compliment that is. That's like yeah. being, yeah, best tranny in San Francisco. It's like, thanks, <laughs> you have to walk away from the green room? No, no, only See, because yeah. I'm trying to get in my own head and no, get I, my jokes ready. I get that you think this is a compliment. I get that. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily. I never said that it was. <laughs> um, you know what people say to me, too, speaking of weird compliments and times, is people like to go, I usually hate puns, but yours are okay. Like it's so, it's that weird. Like you're one of the good ones, kind of. Right. <laughs> well, but come on though. I mean, don't especially like on Facebook or other places where people are given uh, a, a microphone of sorts that they shouldn't have. Um, isn't punning kind of like poetry? Like not everyone that's doing it should be doing it. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's what the internet's all about, is it people discovering that just because you can do something doesn't mean you should be doing that from, you know, music to thinking. So, yeah. <laughs> Between, like, you and Robert Berry, I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, I like puns. And yeah. then but, I, mean, I don't that's... see anything from either of you for a while, and I go back to being sure I hate them. So I, I get that <laughs> backhanded compliment a little bit. I understand it. But I mean, Facebook and I mean, especially Facebook, because it's like such a like a mom website, but like they all, you know, like puns kind of grow there. Uh, Back to the the sort of like nerdy crowd, Uh, your your Twitter handle. I mean, you're at Natasha Muse, but your name on there is Evidence Based Comedian. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just changed that. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's it's so perfect because, you know, do you, are you into science? Are you into, to nerdy stuff? I, I, I uh, yeah, I definitely am. I, uh, yes. Is there, <laughs> do I need to go? <laughs> you don't have, no, that can, yeah. that can just stand on its own. That's fine. Yeah. Sometimes I think I'm like a science cheerleader, cheerleader. Like I'm just like, you cheerleaders are really doing a great job. Keep up the good work and make right. everybody. <laughs> What's your, um, what, 
what was what was your favorite like science sort of topic in in grade school? Like, did you like biology, chemistry? None. Uh, you know, man, the thing about school is they made me kind of not like some of the things I used to love. Yeah, um, it'll do that to you. Yeah, uh, but I just like science. I I enjoyed. I enjoyed math. Uh, I I just kind of liked just the the whole uh, the whole vibe of it. I don't know, does that make any sense? <laughs> yeah. Were yeah. you the Were you a NASA nerd? Huh? Were you a NASA nerd? No, no, no. I you know the problem. The see the thing, and this is and this is ends up being why I talk about being trans a lot on stage is because like. In high school, when other people were kind of finding what they liked and, and kind of discovering what their future was, I was like off in New Hampshire before the internet trying to like, am I a freak? What is my life going to be? How come I feel like I don't, I'm not lining up with anybody, you know, around me and that type of, right? you, you know, like headspace. And I didn't have the, you know, mental capacity or the support or however you want to understand it to like really be able to deal with being trans and then also think about my future in terms of what I want to do or what my interests are. So I definitely feel like I kind of got off track just trying to deal with, you know, becoming a, a person as opposed yeah. to a type of, you know. And I, I think so. that's the case for so many marginalized people from different communities, whether, you know, you're, you're growing up poor or, you know, black or trans, you know, if you don't have the basics of your life down where you feel welcomed and supported and like, you're not going to get shot on your way to school. Uh, like mm. the way I grew up, you know, it's, it, it was easy for me to, you know, focus on like, Oh, well I want to be this and I'm going to go to university for this. And if you don't have those basics covered, it's so incredibly hard. You don't have the mental energy left to be mm -hmm. able to, to do that stuff. And I think that's something people don't really understand when they talk about, like, well, why, why don't we have more women scientists, you know? It's right. like, not only do women have to enter into this male-dominated industry, but, you know, they have to go way back in time from the time that they're in school and overcome all of these different obstacles in order to get there. So, anyway, yeah. that sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was, like, pretty, me... I was pretty smart in school, and I remember I was, like, kind of on track with some of the smarter kids, and... Uh, I, but, like, college was never, like, on the horizon that my parents didn't even try to, like, press me to, to go to college. So, I, But I was still in high school, like, taking college-level, you, you know, college-track courses. Yeah. So it was this weird uh, – man, uh, this is – I don't – this is just going to be sad. But the, my English teacher went around the room asking all the kids what their plans were for uh, after high school. And everyone was like, I'm going to this college. I'm going to this university. And I was like, I'm going to – keep my job at the seafood restaurant and just kind of <laughs> hang around and see where my life, to, where I drift off to, I guess. And this was like rural New Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah. It was, well, it was, uh, it was, a, I mean, it was a big city for New Hampshire, but it was, I yeah. mean, it's New Hampshire. All of New Hampshire is pretty rural. Yeah. How did you it was like, end up getting out then? Um, I had some friends that were like, we're moving to Boston. And I was like, that sounds like a good first step for me. Yeah. And uh, then I lived in there for a little bit. And then some other friends were like, we're moving to San Francisco. And I was like, do you mind if I tag along? <laughs> and uh, I put all my stuff in U-Haul and, and we just drove out here. That's amazing. 
And yeah. So, so during that that rough period, were there? Because I'm I'm really interested in in what you guys were saying about that kind of getting in the way of having other interests. Were there things that were an escape for you that you could fall into, pop culture wise or, or otherwise? Um. Uh, well, there should have been, but I ended up just doing uh, a lot of drugs instead. <laughs> well, drugs. I mean, that, that's one. <laughs> yeah. Is that kind of a pop yeah. culture? That's a pastime. Is that kind of- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to let it count. Put it on the board. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and when you got to San Francisco, did you, uh, like, what did you do? Did you get right into Asia SF then? Or did that take some time? That took some time. I got, uh, th- well, at first it was exciting to, to move out here, but then I had basically left my family and everybody I knew, uh, 3,000, you know, miles away. Right. Is it 3,000? Yeah, 3,000 miles away. That sounds away. about right. So, yeah. Uh, and then I was still trying to sort stuff out and I was, you know, trying to cold call endocrinologists out of the phone book and oh. trying to like <laughs> figure out what I was doing. So, uh, I fell into a depression and, you know, all that good stuff. At what point in this story did you come out as trans? In, in Boston or in San Francisco? I tried to do it in Boston, but it was it was really hard. And actually, okay. it's, it's funny because I uh, kind of just got into being in the goth scene. Uh, but mostly just because you could kind of, you know, color your hair, wear makeup and long, flowy black things and be sad, which really... I mean, uh, those are all my, my favorite vibe. things. So yeah, yeah. I yeah. Get it. And then the music was okay, and you could dance and kind of mope around on the dance floor, and that you know, so the whole thing worked for me. But I kind of went in as as a, a a guy, and then I sort of was just like my goth was gen, uh, gen my gender was goth for a little right. bit, I guess. Right. You know, where I was really <laughs> kind of in between, where you could couldn't tell like is she trans or just really sad all the time. Right. Uh, and you're like ha ha it's both suckers (laughs) um but it turns out i was actually emo i think oh Uh, now looking back i don't Mm -hmm. know that's now a new distinction that wasn't around then so yeah i think a lot of uh, goth kids were just confused emo kids (laughs) i I think we have to call it pre-emo primo oh oh, primo yeah primo (laughs) (laughs) that's great thank you i'll be here all week yes (laughs) I wanted to ask you about something interesting I saw you do at a show we did together in Sacramento, where you did talk about your life, uh, along with your wordplay and your puns, and then you abruptly just asked the audience if they had any questions. Mm. <laughs> and I'm wondering, was that a one-time thing, or is that a thing that you would do? Uh, it's a thing I do sometimes as like a funny beat, beat on that, uh, or a, what do you call it, a beat? Uh when you tie yeah, a bead on, I think. Yeah. yeah. Now at this like... show, there were questions. <laughs> yeah. What's but now I actually, I actually, I've changed it now. So I say, do you have any questions for each other? Do you want to break up into small groups and discuss what's happened so far? Oh, that's good. Uh, okay. which, which actually changes it. But um, yeah. Were there questions? This seems like it was a few years ago now, right? It was a while ago. It's when I was first meeting you. Yeah. It might have even okay. been the first show we did together. So, oh. you know, 30, 40 years back. Yeah, 30, 40 years ago. Oh. Yeah. Um, Keith, do you remember, yeah, remember what the questions it's were? Like, uh, yeah, because I asked one of them. Um, 
<laughs> that question like, was me. <laughs> it became this little panel discussion on living as a trans person. Oh my and God. it was, I thought it was really interesting. And I like, I mean, you asked it for real. You said, are there any questions? And then you yeah. paused and you said, anyone? And then people did. They started asking questions and yeah. it became this little discussion. And that, it kind of blew me away as a, you know, as a still kind of young comedian myself, I was like, this is cool. You can do this. <laughs> <laughs> but was it funny or just interesting? Uh, it, was, it was both. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, well, you're pretty quick on your feet. I, uh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, this, this See, would I have subverted been your expectation you were, there. Yeah, that was quick. <laughs> this would have been a better question if you remembered it also. <laughs> now it sort of makes, sounds like I made it up. Yeah, it, it wasn't Moon. It was it was that other cafe, right? It was the comedy spot, right? The it, third thing. It doesn't sound like you made it up. It sounds like you're obsessed with Natasha and have been stalking <laughs> oh, her for some time. I I hoped that that was clear from the get go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as soon as we started this, you were like, "We need a guest," and I said, "Natasha Muse." Yeah, and I was super excited too. So. Hey. Because I became obsessed with Natasha after seeing her uh, open for a friend of mine. And yeah, then got to meet her at uh, the Atheist Christmas thing. I was uh, super pleased with that. Yeah, it was so much fun. You were so funny. And uh, I felt like I bombed that one because like the audience was just really low key. And you were very nice afterwards and told me that I did well. And that thought, meant well, a lot I... to me. <laughs> But I wasn't just being nice. I really did think that. <laughs> Thank you for being even nicer and pretending that you weren't just being nice. I really appreciate that. I actually, I find lying to be too uh, difficult to keep up with all the threads. So I just try to be honest most of the time or not say anything. So. I think that's smart. That's a good policy. Yeah. It's smart and it's also lazy. You know, it's just the easiest way right. to like go about things. Lazy smart is the best kind of smart. It really is. That should be like a, uh, like chaotic neutral, you know, like lazy smart. Yeah, lazy smart. Mm-hmm. Natasha, do you find it's hard to be friends with other comedians if you don't find them funny? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's not the worst. So it's difficult <laughs> to be friends with Keith, is what you're saying. I had take no that, idea this was going to be the Rebecca Roast Keith show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I've been thinking I, about this a lot lately because I, I, you know, I, Becky Lynn has become a very good friend of mine, but I knew Becky for like a year and was really standoffish with her. And then I finally got to see her perform and she was super funny. And I was like, oh, okay, now we can be friends. And yeah. I don't think I realized until that moment that I was doing that. But I was like, I don't want to be friends with a hack because they're going to be asking me all the time if they're funny and I'm going to have to lie. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when, when uh, you started by saying her name, I was like, oh, my God, is Keith about to say that this person is not funny no. and that's why he's not friends with her anymore? I was actually I was legit concerned. Yeah. I have a list of those names, but no, I, I don't worry. I'm keeping those to myself. Okay, I, I mean, I'll, I'll private message them to you later. Good. But Can't wait. So I'm, I'm curious now, do you mean the distinction between like some people I can be friends with who I personally don't think are that funny to me, but I see that they are? funny to audiences and they're so even though i don't get them i can still hang with them as long as they actually are funny god comedians are so insecure though that it's like if i don't find them funny it's still a problem for them (laughs) 
they come off stage and I'm like, you killed. And they were like, yeah, did you like it? I didn't see you laughing. Oh. I'm like, whatever, you killed. <laughs> That's tiresome, though. I can't deal with that. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> okay, I didn't, but I didn't know if you were meaning, can you only be friends with comedians you actually think are funny? And not just yeah, that no. you see other people I think are funny. No, the first one. Okay. Is it hard to be friends with someone if you personally don't find them funny? No, that one's okay. As long as they actually are funny. As long as someone finds them funny, you can be as friends with them. Somebody. Well, not not just one, but as long as they can can be like a like a comedian who's aware that they're getting laughs or not, and they know what they're doing. Right. Right. Because sometimes I just kind of don't feel like I I I care about their jokes, or I don't really, you know, I don't find it super interesting. But I get how people other people do, and I think that it can be, you know, it's still fine. Does that make sense? But I can't be friends with someone who's up there telling jokes and they're not getting a response and they have no idea that they just bombed. Right. And, and what, ab- what about your kids? Are your kids funny? Yeah, actually, my my younger one especially is... Re- <laughs> I'm going to lower my voice because I don't want her. <laughs> uh, she's just four, but she's got like this really great sense of timing. Uh, she kills me. Although my older one is, came up with this new thing where she just copies what I do, and I think that's funny, but it might also just be flattering. Right. I mean, it's is there a, a difference? difference? <laughs> yeah, I, there might not be in some cases. You know, you, sometimes people just want to hear what they think is true, uh, being fed back to them. Yeah. Do, I mean, that's how do I... Do they think that you're funny? Yes. Yeah. I'm definitely okay. crazy funny. Did you read my Moana joke? I'm going to get on that right away. Do you want to tell it to us? Just to go ahead and put you sure, on the spot. I mean, I, let's see, because people did not like it that much on Facebook, so I was a little <laughs> sad. <laughs> Why not but, uh, close out the interview with it? Yeah, <laughs> perfect. It's a knock-knock joke, so that's even double better. great. Yeah. Uh, right. So you're familiar with the, the Disney uh, franchise uh, Moana? I thought you were going to ask if we were familiar with knock-knock jokes, but yes, yes. and yes. <laughs> yes and yes, okay. Knock-knock. Uh, Who's there? Who's there? Chi. Chi who? Chi who? Chi who? It's Maui time. <laughs> I, I don't get it. Okay, okay, and this has been Natasha Muse. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, wait, I actually do want an explanation. Because <laughs> I, 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 I saw Moana recently for the first time. I very much enjoyed it, but I don't get that joke. That's, he, that's what Maui says. He goes, chee-hoo, it's he? Maui time. When he jumps or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was great, and I loved it. <laughs> it's obviously not that memorable. Um, <laughs> but I bet, I bet. Okay, but the reason I'm telling it is because you asked me if my kids think I'm funny, and then, yes, when yeah. I said those words to them, they thought, because I know how to select the right jokes for the right audience. See? Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. Like, that is a joke targeted at someone who has seen Moana at least 12 times this week yeah. alone. <laughs> and so I feel like a four-year-old, you know, the four to 12 age group there, that probably kills. Natasha, uh, I'm, I'm excited about you and I taking on these darn scientists. I think we can win this thing. You know, we're going to show them they don't know everything. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm, ex- uh, I'm excited. I feel so- like you've got a good chance. I think so too. Thank, thanks for talking with us today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, oh, thanks oh, so much. Did you, uh, yeah. Did you want to go ahead and tell us where we can find you on the World Wide Web or any big shows you have coming up that you'd like to plug? Well, if you want to find out what I thought uh, was important that you should know about me about two years ago, you should go to my website, <laughs> Uh 
which I will hopefully update someday soon. Perfect. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Natasha News, and I'm also on Instagram at Natasha News if any of that is interesting to you. Awesome. And Natasha's, Natasha's Twitter feed is one of my favorites. It's really, really good. I, I highly recommend it. Oh, uh, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you for talking with us. Thanks. We'll Have s- a great day. Yeah, we'll see you next week at Quizatron. Yay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.